Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 67. All this week, I am speaking about death, dying, resurrection. And today, I want to call your attention to a couple of passages of Scripture that I'm going to tie together to help us to understand when the Bible speaks about sleep, it is talking about death in relationship to the body. In the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4 and verse 13, the Scripture says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Now, the term there, ignorant, I don't want you to be ignorant. I do not want you to be ignorant is the word agnao. Of course, the root word is to know, and then you put an alpha privative in front of it. Anytime you have an A in front of a word in Koine Greek, it negates whatever it is attached to. Atheos, theos is the word for God. You put an A in front of it, and you have the word atheist, and that means no God. It negates whatever concept it is tied to. So when you have the word no to know, and then you have the alpha privative in front of it, it means don't know, not know. And so an agnostic is someone who doesn't really know whether there's a God or not. They're just unsure about it. And so the Apostle Paul uses this word when he relates to believers at Thessaloniki that were really unsure about what happens to a person when they die. And so that's one of the questions that we're dealing with today related to believers, followers of Jesus. So he said, I don't want you to be ignorant, agnostics about this, brethren. He's talking to believers concerning those who have fallen asleep. Now, you need to circle or underline that word, highlight it in your Bibles when you get an opportunity, because we're going to come back to it. This is in relation to believers dying, and he says, those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. When someone dies, we have a sense of loss and there's sorrow, just like when Jesus stood beside the tomb of Lazarus, which we'll look at in just a moment. The Bible says Jesus wept. Now, for those who say, well, it's a believer, we ought to be rejoicing. Well, anyone who says that really has never lost anyone very close to them or they're very cold and callous. I just absolutely shiver when I hear a pastor say to a grieving family, you ought to be rejoicing because I don't care how much you are prepared for death. Uh, There is a sense of loss, of sadness, of sorrow, of grief, but we're not to grieve and be sorrowful as those who have no hope, have no expectation is the word hope, elpis or elpida. And that is the concept of expectation. So Paul said, we have an expectation. That expectation is that the grave is not the end for the child of God, either in soul or spirit or in the body. That is, there's going to be a great reunion one day. And we'll talk about that in the next couple of podcasts. But he says that you sorrow not as others who have no hope. For if we believe, and we do, that's a rhetorical question, that Jesus died and rose again, even so will God bring with him those who sleep. There it is again. Circle it, underline it, or highlight it in some way. Those who sleep in Jesus. 
And so he's talking about death. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. There it is a third time he's relating death of the believer to sleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall be harpazo. That's the Greek term in the Greek New Testament. But in the Latin Vulgate, which Jerome translated in Bethlehem, he used the word rapturo, to rapture. And that's where we get the term rapture of the church or rapture of believers to catch them away. And he says that they'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore, here it comes, encourage one another with these words. Now, you might want to mark down in the scripture if you're where you have your Bible and are following along. If not, if you're in a car or wherever, you can listen to this again when you get home and mark these scriptures. But you want to put beside of those passages that deal with sleep, John chapter 11, the story of Lazarus dying. And it's an amazing parallel that comes into view because you know the story. The scripture says, now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. And it was the same place where Jesus was anointed. And so he says here, when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death, but to the glory of God. In other words, yes, he's going to die, but it is not permanent because Jesus knew he was going to raise him from the dead and it was going to be for the glory of God. He said, but for the glory of God, that the son of God may be glorified through it because Jesus was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. And the Bible says this so astonished everyone that not only did they come to see Jesus after this, but they came to see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. So it says in verse 5 of chapter 11, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. That seems odd to us. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. He was across the Jordan River in the Roman province of Perea. And so his disciples said unto him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you. And are you going there again? And Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Now these things he said, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said to him, Lord, if he sleeps, then he will get well. Now, the reason they said that is because in the ancient world, as physicians will tell you today, if someone can sleep, someone can rest, then their body will restore itself as much as it possibly can. And when you're very sick, you're so restless and sick that you cannot sleep. Many of us that have been very sick have prayed for sleep so that we could wake up and feel better, hopefully, after a long nap. But the disciples then took what Jesus was saying because Jesus knew he had died. And he said to them, 
he's asleep and I'm going to go wake him up. Now, what Jesus was saying is he's died and I'm going to resurrect him. But his disciples were not tracking with him. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. That's the philosophy that I just gave to you. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Just what I referred to. Then in verse 14, here's the kicker. Watch it. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. And you know the story how he came and he raised Lazarus from the dead. But what I want you to see is the Apostle Paul goes right hand in hand with the Apostle John when Jesus called a man who was dead physically. He said he is asleep and I'm going to wake him up, referring to bringing him back from the dead or the resurrection. And so this is why in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that the Apostle Paul says, Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant concerning those who have fallen asleep in Jesus that you sorrow not as others who have no hope. And then he used the word sleep or asleep two more times. I want you to see that sleep is a physical term, not a spiritual term. It doesn't refer to the soul or the spirit. Why? Because the Bible never speaks of soul or spirit sleep. There is no such thing as that in the Judeo-Christian belief system. It is just simply not there. Sleep is a physical term, not a metaphysical term, not a spiritual term. It is a physical term, and it always refers in this context to death. And to wake up and to get up means to be resurrected. The old spiritual that used to be sung in churches in that great getting up morning. That's the whole concept. You see, our forefathers knew this, and so they wrote songs about getting up, waking up, rising up, because that had to do with the resurrection from the dead. And so when you read the Bible, and it talks about a believer, and it talks about dying, and it refers to sleep, it's talking about the body going to sleep. That is, it's dying. And then the great separation takes place, and the soul and spirit goes to be with the Lord Jesus which we'll talk about in the next podcast, and the body goes to the grave, wherever that is, however that is, and uh, whatever fashion uh, that is. But one day, the trumpet of God will sound, and Michael will say as the archangel, get up and rise, and then the Bible says that there is going to be a great resurrection. And that resurrection is referred to as waking up from sleep, rising from the dead. And that's going to happen. And that's why we have hope, expectation, that the grave is not the end for the child of God. How many times I have stood beside gravesides in 45 years of ministry, and I have said to grieving families, yes, your heart is heavy now, but understand that the Bible teaches the grave is not the end for the child of God, not even for this body that we're lowering into the ground. Because one of these days, the trumpet's going to sound and the voice of the archangel, and this body is going to be resurrected and it's going to be reunited with that soul and spirit. And body, soul, and spirit, we will be in the presence of Jesus with our loved ones forever. I pray this is an encouragement to you as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. 
Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.